Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. I'm your host with the. Dun, 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 dun. You keep looking at me like I'm talking too loud. Still, I'm not even. Come on, man. I'm just happy, bro. All right, Eddie Quiz. It's your host with the most Chuka Offer. With my co-host here. What's going on, y'all? It's Ezigo Offer back with another episode. Yes, sir. And you know what? How you been? How you feeling? <laughs> Life's trying to keep me down and dejected, but I'll tell you how I'm feeling. I'm feeling all right. Nothing too crazy going on, but. We're making it happen. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that does a keep up with the podcast and kind of care about our lives and things that are going on. I have surgery coming up, so you know, I guess you know this weird to ask, but keep keep me in your minds, y'all. I appreciate the prayers. Yeah, he needs those prayers. My man's trying to get reconstructed. This this Achilles. (laughs) My man's trying to get back into hooping soon. ASAP. I was was explosive. I was bouncy. They can't try and keep me down. I'm sick of it. Ezigo, the only nigga that described himself like he's watching a pro player's highlights, bro. (laughs) He just called himself an explosive player. (laughs) But we pray for your recovery for sure. My last week's been a little hectic. Um... I'm pretty sure I'm done with my internship on some, like, random left field shit. Just because a lot of big shit has been hitting me lately. So, I've got to, like, work, you know, actually, like, stuff Mm -hmm. that makes more money. And so, that's unfortunate. But I did have a great time with that company. Really, really cool people. So, shouts out to them. Other than that, I'm just waiting for, A, whatever summer opportunities come through. And, B, it's just working out trying to finish out this semester and get my mind and body right. And you know, both are coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That nigga, I've heard so many rendition of people doing that nigga's laugh all fucking week, bro. And those videos have been out for like a couple years now, right? Like, I feel like they've been out for a minute. I've seen that nigga on the TL for a minute. Are you like sure? You minute. said years? Like minutes. Because if it's been years and I've been missing all primetime comedy like this, I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. Because that's that's been the highlight. It's been at least... All I feel like me. it's been at least a year. At least a year. But um, getting into our heat check for the week, um, just off of... Just as normal and as most of you guys know, we are doing the Nipsey Hustle heat check every single week. It's not going to really affect our normal heat checks, but it's just my way of giving back and, you know, giving people a little bit of, A, some fire fucking music, and B, just continuing to spread this man's legacy. I already told you, April's Nipsey month. So this week, the heat check from Nipsey is going to be Keys to the City off of the Marathon Project. This is a special one. (laughs) That one... That's an old song, but damn, that's one of the first songs that I heard, and I was like, all right, this nigga rapping, rapping. Like, like he could do this, for real, for real. I love when you have those moments with, like, different artists, just like, this is when it finally clicks that they do this. For sure. And so I'm happy that I'm able to, A, spread Nipsey's shit once again, but B, just, like, really just digging into his catalog. There's so many songs that I'm happy to be able to, like, let people know, and so many songs I haven't heard of in a while just because we are more of a microwave era, you know, where music comes out so quickly that you don't really have those times anymore where you just stop and you listen to the old shit. You know what I'm saying? Like old catalogs, as much as you used to. Minus like an I was, like an I was about to say, you don't, know, but look, you don't be trying on. to keep up look, with music. And I'm tired of you saying that because I do. It's just at the same time, 
I'm not exclusively making it. I know there's new shit every day, but I'm not exclusively making every play I listen to every day something that came out that day or that week or that's new. If I enjoyed a song or if I enjoyed an album from a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, I'll be damned if I don't still listen to it at some point because it had an impact on me. I enjoyed it to an extent. That's what music is. That shit's timeless. Are you acting like we don't have timeless music no, anymore? Because I can name you some projects. But you'd be late, bro. I, I'm late? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <all> right. <laughs> and, and my heat check for this week is off of the new O3 Greedo project, Free My Niggas. The project's called Still Summer and the Projects. This song is called Trap House featuring Shoreline Mafia. And uh, he's got one. That's at least a little bopper to me. That's a nice little West Coast bop. I know not everybody, I'm from the East Coast, and not everybody around here really fucks with the West Coast sound heavy, heavy like that, but that shit goes crazy to me sometimes, and this is definitely one of those songs that I think everybody should go give a listen. So what's, what's, you got an interesting sleeper for this week, so put the people on real quick. So, you know, like we said, like we said, we do these heat checks coming to you, not just with an exclusive category of music, exclusive genre of music. I'm coming to y'all with an artist that is, breaking into the pop scene i don't know how long she's been in it because i just got put onto her but she's genuinely killing this shit so i want to go ahead and uh give my heat check from lizzo uh because i love you i want to i wanted to go ahead and pick out one song from that album but to be honest that whole shit was just too exquisite to me like i couldn't i couldn't pick out one thing specifically from it but if y'all want to check out the whole album you sh- i want to go ahead and say that you should because she's next up <laughs> and I like how certain you were that this person is next up. But I mean, that's definitely something hot for people to check out. Um, I heard a little snippet of a song that you were playing when you were trying to choose the shits. And she sounds different. It sounds like something I could definitely fuck with. So I'm going I'm to go peep. She's got a... I know one thing I do want to note too. She's got a vocal range. And I feel like that's what obviously has made people stand out in this pop scene. Like in the last like decade or so, you know, like the Ariana's, the Adele's, whatever, like... She's got the vocal range. So, I mean, hey, we'll give it to her. So, Lizzo, Cause I Love You, that's the name of the project, not one song, because he couldn't choose. So, <laughs> y'all make sure to go peep that. Um, to start us off on the docket today, we're going to try to be a little more lighthearted from the middle towards the end of the pod. So, we're just going to get out some of the bad news that happened this week first. Not because it's of any less importance so hopefully no one gets it twisted like that but only because of more it's just fucked in general you know it's just shit that we really should be talking about and we should be spreading like when the fire happened in notre dame and i know that it's corny to use um use disasters comparatively but it really is it really needs to be done sometimes when it just sheds a light on the importance that people place on things that are just humongous effects. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Be- I don't believe that the death toll, if there was one, was high in the Notre Dame incident. It was just the loss of a historical. Yeah, piece. no, there were people inside the buildings, but at the same time, that all kind of like made it out safely before like substantial damages were actually done. And it was just it's a historical piece, and I don't want to once again talk down the importance of a historical piece, but that's something that you know was talked about on every new station super trending like just every fucking where like every fucking where mm-hmm. twitter was littered with the last like, week social medias that are usually on like a lighthearted sense like i know like my tl usually isn't super political or crazy but even i'm seeing back-to-back things like notre dame notre dame notre dame and that's deserved but but then this stuff happened in sri lanka and once i'm gonna say 
RIP to all of the people who passed in this incident. I believe the death count was over 200. Yeah, last from time last I last time. And uh, like, look at that stark difference right there. Like, over 200, and I can't even tell you if anyone died in the Notre Dame shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... Over 200 dead, but also on top of that, I think last I saw was over 300 injured. That's what... And it's like... These are human beings, bro. And I know there are certain countries that we pay more attention to than other countries, but that's something that really needs to stop because these are human incidents. These are things that are happening in this planet. Like, we trip so much about some of the little shit that happens in America, and I know it's our country, but then there are bombings going on in all over Africa, you know what I'm saying? Like, all over the Middle East, all over Asia, and people, you don't hear a fucking word in media over here. Mm -hmm. You don't hear a fucking word on the timeline or, like, people talking about the shit, but... And the second some little shit happens in the wider areas, you know, like the more wealthy areas, it's every fucking where. And that shit just grosses me out. Like, it's disgusting to me. I think that we should all bring awareness to things of magnitude, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. And prayers out to all those people. My prayers, my thoughts, and my heart goes out to all of the people of Sri Lanka, all of the people related to anybody over there, and to anybody that has a family or friends directly involved in this. And so, my takeaway, I know, again, like, I don't, I hate to use the, this incident that happened with the, in Notre Dame, as kind of like a negative outlook, I know, like, affecting this one, but at the same time, we were able to, or I know billionaires and millionaires were able to, you know, promise about hundreds of millions of dollars, close to a billion. I think it was to, over a billion. Over a billion. Okay. To restoration of Notre Dame, as well as, you know, things affected by it. But at the same time, we haven't even gotten coverage or like people dedicating anything yet uh, physically or, you know, verbally to what happened in Sri Lanka. And I know a lot of people like my age mates and whatnot have these ideas that, we can't really do too much. We have to wait till people with power, people, you know, in these positions come together to actually make a change. But at the end of the day, our voices in a mass conjunction can change anything. If we want to push an agenda for ourselves that we feel is important, we put pressure on our representative to take action to do so. We put pressure on them to call up people who, even if they can't, call up people that can do so. We have to come together to push our agendas and to make sure that the people who do have power hear our voices amen preach my man preach and you know what so once again this is a shout out from the off space to everybody over in sri lanka our prayers are with you our love is with you our mind and our thoughts are with you and so moving on we're gonna get into something else that's a little a little crazy and i don't say this is crazy because i don't I'll save my opinions on the death penalty just because I know Ezigo's got a couple bars on this, so I'll let him speak. We do view it pretty different, a little differently. But YNW Melly, apparently the state of Florida, I believe, which is the state prosecuting him for the double murder of, I think it was two of his homies, um, they're looking for the death penalty and believe that they mm -hmm. have evidence without a reasonable doubt for that. And one... I think that this is somebody with mental health issues, like genuinely, like just looking at his interviews, like I could tell something was off with this person. People think that he has right. like multiple personalities. No, I think he genuinely has multiple personalities. I don't think that's enough to let this man walk free. No, that's horrifying and dangerous. Sorry. And I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk down on people, but it's like, if you can't control, let's just, let's just say we're rolling with the theory that it, it was another personality that killed somebody, right? If you can't control 
the other thing inside of you that can go out and legitimately hurt other people. Just to stop it from doing you know? it again. And it has done something to people. You definitely need to be watched, and you definitely need to be under some sort of, you know, detainment until they figure out a way for you to be able to control it. So I, I'm still rolling with like keeping him behind bars for now. But I don't know about just killing the man straight up. Like we've seen a lot of. Once again, I hate getting like too like racially into some of this stuff, but I mean like we've seen a lot of people get off or serve their whole life in prison. You know that were a little different than a little different looking than YMW Melly. And it looks like a lighter, different looking than YMW Melly. (laughs) And it looks like they're immediately looking for the death penalty. Come on, man. And it's like one more thing that I got to say on that. It's like the death penalty, in my opinion, is deserved, but the death penalty is deserved for people that I think are just like, disgusting without a reasonable doubt and i know that you can't objectively prove Mm -hmm. disgusting because it's an opinionated thing but my thing would be like someone that murders kids or like fucking rapes people like that kind of stuff i think is like and like a like um a crime of passion or like you know those kind of things Mm -hmm. i think they're disgusting but it's like you can be behind bars the rest of your life or something like that and so I know, and it's weird because I, I like to pose questions to dive deeper into like mindsets on these kind of things. But again, we've had a lot of these talks like off mic already, you know? And mm-hmm. so I know your viewpoints. And I used to have this idea that the death penalty, I felt like was unjustified on anybody. And, you know, there was no special circumstances for it. But again, I've kind of had my perspective shifted. And I do lean more on those. Like there are... I used to believe there was redemption for everybody, but again, like when these weirdo situations where you're really killing kids without like any cause and different like things, I don't even want to speak them because I hope those horrors don't actually happen. But when we're just casually talking about like different crimes, I believe in detainment for life. That could be something that we look into because at the end of the day, who's to say as one individual or one country, whatever has the right to take away another person's life. I feel like that's playing with forces that no human should ever have the ability to even fathom like dealing with. That's Creating a life is one thing, but taking one away is one that we'll never really understand the implications of. And that's why, even though, yes, I do believe in the death penalty, but once again, in certain small circumstances, once again, small circumstances, and it's bias. Like, I can tell it's bias because of how strongly I feel about women and children. So, I mean, like, when it's, like, beyond a reasonable doubt that you did something disgusting to me, of course I would think that person should die. But but that is one thing I will say and agree with kind of what you're saying and is why I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to this argument, period. It's like, I feel like humans shouldn't be able to play God on either side. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that we should, we won't get too far into this, but I don't think, I think it's about to be real weird when we get into these, like, people creating lives. Because people are, I mean, it's slowly starting. Like, they've started to, like, recreate animals. And, and shit that's like that. even weird. Like, too. Okay, so I, I do backpedal on that earlier when I was talking about creating life. Because when you're doing any of these unnatural methods, even then, that starts to look spooky to me for sure. Because you see how in the natural process, some people's chemical imbalance comes out to where you do get a serial killer, to where you do get this, to where you do get that. Do you think we could really get science down to a T to where we can recreate human beings and be able to 100% know how their brains are going to function forever? You know, like that's fucked to me. But then taking away a life, it's on the same thing. It's like, 
Yes, I believe certain people should die, but it's also like, I'm not going to be the one. I would happily kill somebody to protect my family or to protect the people I love. But like on some straight up, like we judicial decided yeah. something. I don't, I don't know about. Can you be on the like, jury for that? You know what I'm saying? Like Can you really decide that. I don't know. I don't know. So this is a weird case to me. Um, once again, I know we come off a little sappy sometimes, but all we can do is give our love, thoughts, and prayers to everybody in this situation, just seeing how it's going to pan out, because I understand the family's grief, you know. And honestly, hopefully, moving forward, at some point in the future, we can get some type of reformation coming around, like, our judicial system and how we handle major crimes and their punishments. It's kind of disgusting to me, because I just learned something prior to this, you know, to the recording of this, but... You said about 30 out, of, 30 out of the 50 states still have capital punishment? I believe 30 out of 50 states, yes, still have the death penalty. That's three-fifths of our fucking nation. You thought it was like two states? I thought it was two states. Hold on. We and got, I, of we, course I thought it was like Texas and like... A, you, you, you keep know? talking. We got the internet in front of us, though, so I'm going to Google this real quick. Uh, okay, <laughs> because if it's that high of a number, just... You know, and it's kind of weird that the parallel goes back to three-fifths. I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, but 30. Yeah, 30 out of 50 states... <laughs> Agreed. Majority of our states agreed that it's okay to just take away someone's life because of, like, a crime they committed. I don't know about that one, Chief. If it's not self-defense, you know, again, I don't think there's ever a point where we can really just throw down the hammer, like, and that's it. <laughs> We're doing it. But I guess if that's that's all I really had to say on it until we discover and see more information. Like, did you have anything else you wanted to say on that? Perfect world, you know, tinfoil theory shit. Uh, I don't know if anybody's in One Piece out there. If we could have an impel down, we'd throw all these weirdos, keep them on some <laughs> level seven, level six type shit. That would be great, but it's not. So we're just going to figure it out. Yeah, an impel down would be fire, especially because we just create that shit and then never put money into it again. Like, really, <laughs> y'all just have self-sustaining food. Y'all run out of it. Sorry, nigga. Dude, we have a, a world bank. Why can't we have, like, a world prison for all... All, like the super fuck people out there you ever think about that because with the rate that we arrest people in the u.s and we consider them super fuck the other people in the world are like come on bro that's a regular joe out here like they're not tripping about some of the people we call super fuck the u.s at a point was calling niggas that sold weed super fuck. oh yeah everything <laughs> obviously you know things gotta change people gotta come to agreements but you're right that's hilarious as fuck we arrest people for everything over here in nigeria what you pay someone like a dollar they're just like all right i've turned the eye you know i'll bat an eye at that one you cross the street while you're spending a night <laughs> That's funny as fuck. But time to move on to something I feel strongly about. The queen has risen. Yikes. Beyonce, leader of the beehive. That's me over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely a leader oh, of the nah. male side of the beehive. He <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, no, nah, oh. fuck you, nigga. Anyways, Beyonce released a live album, Beautiful, and released a performance on Netflix, Outstanding. I just want to go ahead and say some things before Ezgo comes in here and tries to tarnish the good name of Beyonce the queen. Beyonce is the greatest performer that has ever lived. Ever lived on this planet. Michael Jackson? Michael, I'm a Michael Jackson stan, but Apparently sorry, not. you have to give it to Beyonce. Be real with yourself. Okay, I'm just Be saying, no, there's no yourself. competition. You said that so definitively. There's mm -hmm. nothing. Beyonce is All the right. greatest performer that has ever lived. All right. She is the greatest performer that has ever lived. All right. Thank you. I'll say that multiple times if you want me to. She's all, she's up there with Mike and Prince for sure. She's the greatest performer alive. That's easy. And 
it is debatable, obviously, Mike, Prince, or Beyonce, but I think she you are disrespectful if you do not put her in that argument. Yeah, you right could have now. at least said li- you, alive, you, you know. You have to put her in that argument. Like, that is not even... At this point, like, people... Niggas have to stop. Like, the blocking, the fucking choreography, no, eight I, I, months... I, I've seen some intention from her that I'm definitely going to chalk up to you, but it's just you really did say that one way too fast. Bro, if you saw this performance, bro, eight months... How many people, how many people, eight months, eight months of fucking practice to get this shit correct. Eight months? Eight months. Bro, if we go to war, I'm just saying we might need some generals out there playing this shit. Bro, Beyonce's <laughs> a fucking general meticulous nigga. Like every single thing down to a T. You can't doubt the queen. Vocal range. Bro, she'd be sounding better than her song CD quality in person. People usually got to get the engineer to mix that shit, bro. You can't... Beyonce's one of those people you really can't... Even if you don't like the music that much, you really can't even argue. Looks way. You got to borrow this man. He's giving the best intro for somebody I've ever heard. Bro, what? Beyonce. I could talk about Beyonce all day. And you know what's crazy? I've heard this on a couple other... I've heard this a couple other places. And I'm... Even though I was a part of the people that said Beyonce was coming for something this year and a bunch of niggas said, all right, you have no reputable sources. You can't see that, bro. I told y'all. But it's funny because I think I'd still be right if we just let this rock is the thing that came. But Mm -hmm. I still think since Beyonce created the surprise album, people like to forget that. Like she was the one that at least popularized it. I won't say create because no one really in mainstream anything created what people like to give them credit for. There was always somebody. There was always someone before them. But... Beyonce made popular the surprise album. I think she's still coming this year, but she's so close to Rock Nation. And the fact that, obviously, you know, with Hove, and the fact that I believe truly that Rihanna's coming too, I feel like Beyonce's either coming really soon and she's about to drop some surprise shit, or she's coming like fall or winter and letting Rihanna shit rock. But I think Beyonce's coming this year. I love how you pose that though, as letting it rock in more of a, you know, I just want them to have their shine type of thing. Because I thought you were about to say some weird shit, like she's afraid of numbers type thing. Because I was about to say she's Beyonce no, at the no, end no. of the day. Beyonce? I know, I can say whatever I have to say, but I'm not negligent to how big of an per- individual she is and her impact on music. And I think Beyonce, A, is past the point in her career where she cares about numbers. Because the Carters, the ape shit one or whatever that they dropped last year, mm-hmm. that debuted at number two. No one tripped. No one mm-hmm. gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And that's Jay and Beyonce. They just don't care right now. They're yeah. at this place where I think, Girl, man. I think they're more, they realize Ooh. shit is really bigger than them. But there are some talks that people are saying, like, to the point that she might go super into Roots and not even on some, like, pop shit like she normally does. And people think Beyonce might hit us with a full R&B album. It's just straight. Did? I might cry if I get a full R&B album from Beyonce. I might shed tears. I know that's a hot take, but I might shed tears. Like, because I need that. I need it. I need it, queen. I need it. <laughs> that one I need. But, um... And but Rihanna, and this is no disrespect to Beyonce, because Beyonce finds a way to come in one shape or form or fashion every year. It's just Rihanna A has had the absence for a while, so a lot of people are anticipating her next drop. And B, we're not going to take away Rihanna Shine and not say she's in, not in that caliber of artist that mm-hmm. drops, and people got to move the fuck out of the way. I don't think, and I think Drake is still the most popular artist on the planet, so don't get it twisted. But I'm just saying, circumstantial, because people have been waiting for Rihanna, I don't think anyone on this planet could drop something that's bigger. Could drop something year. bigger than what Rihanna drops. I give that because even like if we set on uh, Drake comparatively, he still gives us a project every year. Yeah, that's so what I'm it's like you know what. Even no matter how big Drake is, you expect to hear Drake, but like we've been waiting on a Rihanna. And I've <laughs> been waiting on a Rihanna. <laughs> but talk your shit. Talk I don't want to dampen man. the mood. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't to take away from any Beyonce's accolades and anything that she's doing out there. I just want to pose a real question. These are the opinions of Ezigo Offer the of the Offspace podcast. This is not the opinions of Chuka Offer. Queen B, I do follow you. Yeah, what happened to my brother rides for me, dog? What happened? <laughs> I ride for my niggas, bro, and my queen. Anyway, <laughs> Khaleesi, you are Look, I'm just saying... And again, this isn't to take away anything from her. This just posed the question. Bro, do niggas you not... never say this Let isn't to take finish, away bro. without taking away. Let me finish. Because <laughs> you're going to understand why I say that. Do you not think it's weird at all the extent that some people go on this fandom shit? I really feel like there's people out there willing to die for Beyonce. You don't think, like, not just people out there. There's people out there that are weirdos willing to die for anybody like that they're, fan, they're fans of. I get that, the select few, but I feel like Beyonce has an oddly large number of, like, true supporters, like, cultish type shit. And I'm going to answer that. Yes. I completely agree with you. I think there are weirdos in the beehive. There's weirdos in the barbs, the little Nikki group. There's weirdos in the Navy. <laughs> the barbs. Like, there's oh, weirdos yeah. in, like, the Drake. Hot. Bro, there's weirdos in every group. But I do think the highest percent of weirdos definitely comes from not even the beehive. The beehive, those are the niggas. I don't even call them weirdos. It's, it is kind of weird. But those are the largest group on this planet that I think, like, some people that would actually kill for another human. Oh, being. yeah. Like, I think hers are on some, like, there are hired mercenaries out there that will really come and get in formation no pun intended for Beyonce (laughs) but but the one I think that has the highest weirdo group like weirdo is Nikki for sure but the barbs are on some psychotic shit because they don't they're not realistic like Beyonce is at least still talented and at least still dropping us talented shit and I'm sorry Nikki Minaj I was a Nikki stan for a second for a second you know I was nigga I was in this one is for the boys in the booming system like nigga I was like come on bro Nikki used to give us fire music but this last year was not it, nigga. Dude, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're pivoting. Right first we're off, gonna... that's why I got to dial it back. And first, this is why I don't understand why you're out here trying to frame me a certain type of way. So we're clear on how willing there are for weirdos out there trying to kill for Beyonce. You're trying to put me as this villain. First off, don't take my life. You know, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to prosper out here, y'all. You know, I got a podcast. I got. She probably thinks that's weird too. Trust me. I bet, but they don't. So let me do. They have hired guns, bro. Imagine Beyonce go to an event. <laughs> You got snipers she didn't even pay for. <laughs> like, you, have you seen that Twitter video of, like, the dude who's, like, in the heels and stuff, um, doing, like, flips and shit, walking oh, yeah. around, like, the guns? I feel like those are her fans. And, like, really, if you talk bad, it's like, pop, pop, pop. Like, no twenty ten of us on that, like, soldier boy Draco shit. Like, you get one, you get one. Oh, for Everybody's sure. getting lit up. Mm. And do you not think that's... And I know your opinion on it now. Like, that is kind of weird. No, it's so super That's weird. just something I wanted to bring to light because I felt like a lot of people are just kind of skirting over that situation Bro. and kind of just ignoring the fact that there's a little bit of some weird no, stuff going you on. You know how much I love Beyonce? You, like, clearly know how much I love Beyonce. Dog, I, I refrain from typing her name out on Twitter when I don't have to just because I know the beehive so rampant. There are niggas out there who really don't have jobs, live with their mom's basement, and search Beyonce's name all day and just get ready to reply to you when you say something that may not be what they want to hear about Beyonce or Nikki or any of them. Trust me. Like, their hives are gross. They're disgusting. Bro, there's no other person I talk about that I got to check location services when I tweet, you know? Because <laughs> if I fuck around and I draw my address, somebody might pull up. <laughs> Bro, trust me. I get that. One, it's just like there's always going to be weirdo fans. You already know that. Like... And this isn't a weirdo thing, don't get me wrong, but I mean, it just depends on the effect some people yeah. have on human beings. But I'm just using this as an example, like, because people like to say, like, fainting is feminine and shit like that. Like, bro, yeah. like, 
70% of Michael Jackson at his prime, 70% of straight males would swoon in his presence. Like, there are just some people that reach a level of stardom that, like, <laughs> that certain people just become, like, attached. You know what I'm saying? Attached. But in the social media era, where they feel like they really know these people, these people have become le leeches, like, latched on to these human beings. So, trust me, I agree with you. I still think the number one weirdos are the barbs, because these motherfuckers are, like, bro... I, is, I, said, I don't I don't like to go near that realm of individuals because that's just like too freaky for me. Bro, I tweet nothing but good things about Nicki Minaj. I've had a Twitter since 2009. I tweeted nothing but good things about Nicki Minaj until like 2015, 2016. And then it looks like to the barbs, I'm the biggest hater on the planet because I try to be objective about some of these things I see. Lil Nas X being, uh, having an old Nicki Minaj stand account is still one of the weirdest things I think I've heard of in 2019. Wait, Blowing up and wait. having a number one song. But that's just like the connection is weird. Lil Nas X is a hoot sweet nigga that one of these that Columbia Records found paid for <laughs> to make a, a country album and to start this fucking controversy and to get out there. You know what? I'm not hating on it. Don't get me wrong, because now at least it's a platform to Shouts allow out Georgia to allow you know yeah, Atlanta, yes sir, but a platform to allow other black people into country. So I mean, like I'm cool as long as my people prosper and young man get your coin. But that was a plant thing. You that, got your whole conspiracy whole figured out. You really believe that? You really believe they pulled up to the University of West Georgia talking about... No, I think that shit was planted for real, for real. Like, 100%. Like, That's, 110%. I guess only time will tell on that one. But, um, I guess if we're done talking about the queen, don't want to take away Man, from I'm Beyonce. just happy that I didn't have myself looked at in a negative light. I know, y'all, the world tried to spin my <laughs> my mindset and everything towards my views towards Beyonce, but, you know, you all know me. Come all on right, now. let's talk about something pertinent. Elon Musk has a... Full Metal Alchemist avatar. You said something pertinent, bro. I'm sick of you. Elon Musk has an anime avi on Twitter. Like, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, the day, I can't wait. I can't wait because no one believes me, but I can't fucking wait. And I'm sorry because I don't want to prey on anybody's downfall. But I can't wait till it's like 2040, 20, no, probably 2030 to 2040, and all of the world has woken up to the fact that Elon Musk has conned everybody. I, was about to say, I think he's going to come down as the biggest con artist in history. Like, do you think sure. that, like, somebody set up this online, like, uh, history for him and set up pretty much a life that doesn't exist? Do you think he's really playing us all? Because I'm trying to understand the type of person people and like books and the websites say he is and then the type of person he acts like, you know? <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're the same type of person. Bro, he has an anime Abby, bro. This man Anime has, Abby Twitter is different. Elon Musk willingly joined. Dog, he just made a rap song about Harambe in 2019. <laughs> that was enough for me. And then the Full Metal Alchemist, Ivy, like, come on now. Elon Musk, I can't wait, bro. I'm sorry, because I'm going to be sitting back like, y'all call me fucking crazy. Elon <laughs> Musk is the <laughs> biggest fucking troll in the history of the world. And he's been called the next Walt Disney. The next fucking all of this shit. He's trolled everybody on the planet for years and y'all just keep giving him money <laughs> and he just keeps fucking with you guys because he's good at talking to people hey man, he could make speeches spacex booming when we get to mars you're gonna feel like an idiot <laughs> my nigga said i'm bored let me create a fucking flamethrower that's what throw me off it's like did you need to what's the purpose bro he's 
he's just a kid living out his dream. Bro. I'm sure of he's it. He's just a kid living out his dream. I'm bro. sure of it. And once the lights fade and the people finally realize it's going to crash and burn, it's going to be hideous. It's going to be ugly. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it, I think it's finally going to be ugly when people want to know where their funding is and want to know where their money is. But you think, until Wait, you think the, he's in the company, <laughs> bro, Elon Musk is scamming y'all niggas. He's about to have a mansion on Mars. The Mars project is for him to dip because he sees how deep this shit has gotten, bro. <laughs> You think he's on some evil villain type shit? Yes, nigga. Like, did you see the story about his family shit, bro? I know his the dad. Fucking like, traversing through, like, was it, like, Egypt or something? Like, on some, like... I know his family has been in obscure places. They've gone through South Africa, like, Canada. Phil- like, he did school in, like, Philadelphia. Like walking through the desert and, like, fighting shit off, bro. His shit, wait, sound, his wait, shit like, yeah. sound like a superhero build-up. Like, no bullshit. It really sounds like on some weird, like, either super villain, superhero type thing. And his dad killed, like, three people who tried to break into their house. Three people with one person and one no, gun. I'm, and I'm saying you didn't break in with multiple multiple guns on you or he anything. He wasn't a high level agent or something. He didn't train this nigga in the League of Shadows. His like, dad sounds bro, like the final boss. Bro, his dad is in the League of Shadows and was training this nigga, bro. I'm telling you, like this nigga, an evil villain. And people are gonna try to come for him one day, and he's gonna break out the Batman moves or whatever type shit <laughs> that he's been saving for y'all. And I'm just gonna be sitting in my house across the United States for him, telling y'all niggas, I told you so. I'm <laughs> sick of it. For Elon Musk starting mass produced batarangs. That's what I know the world's going on a downward slope. And by the way, just in case, um, since we're about to move on to the next topic, but I am going to interject here and say, just in case people think that we forgot about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is coming at the end. I don't know who's a new listener each week or who like listens every single week, and I'm going to try to announce this earlier in the pod. For the, duration. the Game of Thrones... We're going to talk about it every single episode, but it's going to be at the end of the episode. Just because we don't want to send out any accidental spoilers to people that have not seen it before. And I know this nigga think I was you tweeting love spoilers on. You love it. Bro, bro, you are stupid, bro. I didn't say one fucking spoiler. How come I watched that whole episode already knowing what happened then? The whole episode. <laughs> bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to yell out spoiler like on some rabid weird shit, and then we're going to get into them at the end of the episode but going into our next topic we got a big movie premiere coming up (laughs) and i'm not gonna lie to y'all we want to be the content killers the content kings you know what i'm saying like (laughs) prince henry the contact you already know bro like king content like trust me but I don't know if we're going to be able to see this Avengers movie this weekend so we can talk about it next Monday. I'm going to try my darndest. I'm going to actually get out of here and try to buy tickets immediately. You haven't bought the ticket yet. Have you? No. No. So it's impossible. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Everything's sold out. You can't get tickets anymore. Bro, I feel like that's true. But where there's a will, there's a way. I might be able to find some sneaky way on Monday or something. We'll see. But we're going to try to get the Avengers talking. For the next pod, so that we're not late to it. It might have to be the one after, though, on some broke nigga shit. But (laughs) we'll figure it out. But anyways, with Avengers coming up, I'm not going to lie to you. Just going to keep it straight up. (laughs) The first, this is going to be the first time in Marvel history that this has happened to me before. Where movies come out and I haven't seen any some of the movies beforehand. Mm-hmm. I've seen every single movie except (sighs) for Captain Marvel. I still haven't gone out and seen Captain Marvel, even though I heard it was good. And... (sighs) I know it's kind of like weird because, A, like you said, this is unprecedented. You always end up seeing the other movies before, you know, the, the Avengers or before any of, like, the subsequent, like, Marvel movies that come out. But, like, the, the spacing of Captain Marvel to Avengers Endgame along with other movies that dropped in the same time. Had like, to see Shazam. I'm just, sorry if y'all I, think I'm a sellout, but that movie was 
fire. It couldn't be a sellout. I just saw Shazam the other day with our little sister, and that movie was playing. They had a weird Power Rangers moment at the end, but that movie was actually that movie was hard, super bro. We fun. didn't even talk about this in real life, by the way. Yeah, I meant to mention that. <laughs> bro, that movie was super hard. Didn't I tell you that movie was on 10? I think that movie was starting DC actually giving a fuck and having a chance against Marvel. Because Marvel's about to end, not end end, but I mean a lot of their big shit that's been carrying them mm-hmm. is about to end because it's Endgame. So you think DC's trying to sneak in with the good one real quick? I like that they didn't, um, that they didn't dwell on the whole... I don't want to give any spoilers to people who haven't seen Shazam, but I don't know if y'all really fucking care about DC movies like that. So yeah, anyway, Shazam hard, boy. <laughs> so anyway, I just didn't like the fact they didn't dwell on the whole mom shit as soon as he like found her and stuff. Obviously, but I'm happy they didn't dwell on that shit. But shouts out because next to like Goku and uh, uh, Gon's dad, that might be the most deadbeat parent I've seen in a minute. No, that that one super deadbeat. She hit the. She hit them. You caught me at a bad no, time. No, no. I haven't seen you in 14 years. Bro, she Whatever, hit the, like, bro, bro, she hit the, I was a young mom, so you got lost at a festival or a carnival yeah, or whatever. I saw you, so bro. I saw you and I just still dipped and acted like I never found you again. That is the biggest deadbeat piece of shit like, what? ever. No, she's definitely up there with Goku. Bro, this man bad. held on to that, like that little compass for years talking about, they'll help you find me. He gave it back to her. She's like, what's this? That broke my heart. No, that he broke was like, my yeah, time to go back to my real family i'm happy he, he teed up with them though and that power rangers moment i'm not gonna lie that made me happy as hell i was like all right real niggas you know what i'm saying um, but that little black girl is the most adorable person i've ever seen in a movie in my 100%. life in my life bro i wanted a child instantly does she remind you of that oh my god this it's gonna piss me off matilda Yes. The black girl from How did you automatically know that's I was the only person about. she reminded me of on this planet, nigga? I knew exactly who you meant. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like that little girl from Matilda. No, that was an adorable one. But anyways, now that we've gone on a DC tangent, back to Avengers Endgame. Um I guess we gon' we gonna rip into it, man. Fuck if y'all niggas haven't seen it yet, fuck y'all. Alright. Huh? Uh, no, not Endgame, but I'm saying like okay. you haven't seen some of these subsequent things because, bro, there's a there's got to be a window where you can't feel like a dickhead spoiling certain shit. There's got to be a window. I'm sorry because like if I talk about what happened in the fucking Iron Man movie, nigga, it's oh, been ten years. If that's what we're talking about. I'm talking okay. about that kind of shit, dude. But first I'm, off, yeah, no, there's a there's a good Zakora, our cousin, told me something that I didn't even put into perspective a while ago. If you really want to be like a biggest like non dickhead possible. For spoilers, there's a good year rule. And that's being very cautious. But if something dropped longer than a year ago, saying, you bro. cannot feel bad you about it. You can't get mad at life. niggas. You can't. You can't. You had your chance. I'm sorry. Especially if it's something like a huge release. If it was something small, then that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, not small as in, like, this. Well, a former friend, when he was being a super dickhead and he thought it'd be funny to reveal to me what happened at the end of a fucking um, Shokugeki no Soma arc. And that's one of my favorite animes. And I was faithfully watching and this nigga was reading the manga. I stopped talking to him for two or three months until it caught up so I could see it for myself. Talk about capital punishment. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't talk to that nigga for three months because he ruined some shit I really was into. So trust me, if it's new and freshly airing, I get that. That's why I truly didn't believe I was spoiling Game of Thrones like that. But I did say some shit that I guess you could piece together. Yeah, you could definitely piece together like what was going on from like what was said, you know. I know. Dude, you. (sighs) But I didn't say anything straight up, so I'm sorry. Anyways. You're good. So, um, on some, back to the Marvel shit, though, um, really, what do you think is gonna happen? I'm kinda, I don't know if I'm rolling with, I'm rolling with my friend, um, K, 
Catherine's theory for now, which could be just completely wrong. A lot of the... Is little, this the old one that she had? Yeah, the old theory, which her theory... I don't know if I'm rolling, actually, 100%, but this is probably the more likely one to me. It's because this nigga fucking... Um, who's the... I'm going to be the guy that sounds like I don't watch superhero movies, even though I love them, just because I'm going to forget people's names this whole time. Ant-Man? But no, 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 no. Um, super smart. Um, Tony? No, not Tony. The only other one as Bruce smart Banner? is uh, the all of them are smart. Actually, is Marvel. The they, they have like a they have a fucking trope of making all of these niggas smart. I mean, the Black Marvel, Panther. No, no, no. The Wizard. Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Thank you. Okay. It's because Doctor Strange can look into the future, and he saw the three thousand trillion fucking combinations, and he said only one path works. So Doctor Strange is somebody that sticks to his guns. He was willing to let Tony. He was willing to let tony die like really really willing to let him die but the fact that he acted against his regular character lets me know that's the one path that was gonna work was him acting against his character so it's what plays out in that so i'm thinking this well i think her theory was that um all of this bullshit is dr strange or someone showing captain marvel what's gonna happen if she's not there Mm-hmm. And all of them dying, all of this shit. So you think they didn't actually die, though? But the only reason that can't be true... Actually, never mind. There, that's been, I was about to say, that. I feel like that's been disproven in a few things. And they just, like, every single preview is them having redemption. So these niggas had to actually die. Exactly. Like, they're all still dealing with the backlash of everyone else being dead. Like, you see at the end of the other Ant-Man, people still being disintegrated. That's not, <laughs> that's not just for the movie, you know? They're trying to show Captain Marvel breaking all these things, you know? No, like, that's right. real life for no, them. You're right. That is true at this point. I, well, fuck. Yeah. I, well, I am rolling with, though, the Doctor Strange obviously chose the one right path. I feel like that's very obvious. So it's just to see what happens. So many people are saying that Tony's out of here, like he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die in space on some corny shit. I think he's going to come back, but I think he's going to die... I think he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're gonna they're gonna off him. He's gonna become like the little. I think this could be a spoiler for people, but it's yeah. I think it was in the comics when it, Tony the became new, the new fucking. Um, yeah, he put his consciousness into the AI, and instead of like Jarvis, it's yeah, Tony now for like Jar- the new generation going. Yeah. In. So I think that him, since they're trying to usher in the next generation of Marvel, I'm assuming with like the Ant Man as the Black Panthers, opposed to like the old cast of the original avengers i think and the spider-man you know you like, know who the blah, new blah. iron man is on like a tangent who they got a black girl from chicago really and yeah. it, that's so fire that's, <laughs> like, what that's I'm actually saying. pretty dope that's super fire they're probably the new iron man like that kind of shit i think tony's gonna die and um he's gonna go into the comic shit where they put his consciousness so that they could still cornily you know Half have robert downey jr in all of their movies still selling blah blah but he just says like a funny one-liner or two you know what i'm saying like marvel's <laughs> contract with uh robert downey jr moving forward is really going to be on some like nike billion dollar contract oh, for sure because this man is essentially as at the as cornerstone as of their biggest the turn in like movie pieces of Iron Man, the original, he had the team on his back exactly. since then. The Dude, whole team on his back. He was at the forefront of Marvel breaking into the like heavily into the movie scene. So I don't know. It's gonna be cool to see. I feel like my prediction one thing is not even just to cut off your prediction, but talk about Robert Downey Jr. for one second. Give this man his flowers because I definitely think he's out of here. Robert Downey Jr. had one of the craziest turnarounds in history, like in movie it, history. He was a liability. Like I forgot, people might not know about the fact too. He was a he was a drug addict. He was a drug addict. He, he like fucked up his relationships. His family didn't want anything to do with him. Like he was signed on. To, there's so many fire movies. If you can look back, that he was supposed to be the leading star. That he either a didn't show up or b the studio decided these are classics yeah. by the way. Or b the studio decided he was too much of a liability with his history and his past that they they couldn't even do it. They were just like nah. So the fact that he's turned around, become America's sweetheart. Like, people forget about that because of where he is now. Yeah. 
the fact that he's become one of America's sweethearts, he's clean, he's one of the greatest actors ever, you know, like getting, racking up all of these accolades. Like, he put a whole... He put a whole, like, it's crazy because you see comic books, we've seen our whole life, bro, comic book movies just fucking never hitting, never sticking, and then he took that Iron Man and put the whole squad on his back to start this revolution for Marvel, gotta give him his It was at the perfect turn where our generation started to become, like, the main demographic, I guess, of, like, movie watchers, or, like, we weren't even the main demographic, I would say we were forcing parents to take us to movies for these kind of things, and at that point, superheroes were still big for us because of, like, the video games were being pushed, like, the Ultimate Alliances I was playing, all the, like, the Justice League games on, like, uh, Xbox and stuff. That made me want to see the movies when these heroes would be brought out, and it's cool and all. I know, especially, you said having, like, the image switch and people being easy to forget. First off, people are so easy to forget as soon as you make that positive image switch. Dude, I'm not saying this was bad, but Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark, the underwear model. You know what I mean? The Rock was doing WWE. And I don't feel feel like people forgot it, but they now take them seriously in other uh, venues. But at the same time, I did want to go ahead and give my Avengers predictions. I do think... Well, and one other thing, just before I forget it, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna kill me before I I give these predictions, bro. But this is the last thing. It's like one thing I do want to give Marvel a shout out for, though. Is this is why I think DC's fallen so flat, except for on Gal and Shazam. Those are two ones they actually did right, which I'll give it to them. But Marvel from the beginning, from the jump, when it came to, they saw how Tony, like Robert Downey Jr., is Tony Stark. Like he looks kind of like Tony did in the fucking car in the comics. He acts just like Tony did. Like it's the perfect casting. You couldn't have. There's seven billion people on the planet. I don't think another human being could have played. Like Stark it's better. like they they're Daniel cast, Radcliffe and Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? It's really Daniel Radcliffe and Harry Potter to the point that I think Marvel's casting on every single MC though has kind of been spot on like that. Not exactly to that extent because that's a that's a glove fit. But they've been pretty fucking spot the on. The only one that wasn't for me. Damn it, now I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to come back to these fucking predictions. By we will means. get there one day, <laughs> no, for sure. But the only one that I felt like wasn't the spot on, but some way, somehow found his way to transform even the original character into a better form than it originally was, was Chris Hemsworth with Thor. You know what I mean? You didn't think that was spot the, on? The original, from the original Thor? Fuck no. It could not have been. But the thing is, he's transformed the character and made it his own to where I wouldn't even want Thor in another way than they have it now. Because the original Thor was not as comedic, and I say, like, the type of dude that they've, you know what's funny? they've made him out to be. They kind of have made him more like the original Thor as things have gone on. Like, now he's a little bit more like the original Thor than he was at the beginning. But I think at the beginning, exactly No, that's just it. No, like, the, the Thor that they had from the comic books became Chris Hemsworth. For sure. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, like, it's, it's converted almost into the actor rather than the actor turning into the character. And that's become, like, the classic piece for Thor now. I was, I was speaking more on likenesses, mm-hmm. but you are completely... I'm saying likeness you, you, and that, because, like, re- they changed the... I mean, you really are pretty spot on, though, saying that, especially with how Chris Hemsworth acts. That's why I was a little mad until the last Avengers movie, because Thor has, you've known my corny ass. Thor's been one of my favorite superheroes my whole life. And fucking, um, I just thought they just sold him short the whole time. Until this fucking last Avengers, though, when my nigga came out with the fucking gagoosh for that nigga, he was about to whop him. Like, it was over with until the nigga fucked up. You know what I'm saying? We won't get into that. But, like, he had that shit, I think. Like, I know, definitely Ragnarok. actually OP. Ragnarok on and on is when they started to do that character a little bit more justice. We're not going to talk about the second Thor movie, because the Dark World was... 
It was so bad. Like, and I'm somebody who finds most movies good. Like, even historically bad movies I like. And I can't vouch for that one. That just is a testament to how poorly that was done. But you know what? They found a way to make bring that shit back. But I'm saying these. You know what? Right now, I'm saying my predictions. And Go it's really it. not even a lot. Avengers I just think that the Infinity Stones are still out there. And they're going to find a way to get them and reverse everything that was done on some real corny shit. But, you know, no matter if <laughs> that's what they're going to do. They're going to definitely reverse it. And they're going to end up bringing Loki back. That's the only hot take that I feel like people... I have you that. You think Loki's coming back? He's coming back. I thought he's they were just going to... No, 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 no. <laughs> Cannot be. No, no, no. For someone as big of a character, as many roles he's done, as how many movies and stuff, for him to go out like that, that's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? You're right, that's the That hit, isn't realistic. That's the hidden piece that we're not seeing. That's, so that's my only hot right take. There. But at the same time... Because I was confused. Tony Stark is still out of here. Yeah, There's a few characters that are out of here. Chris Evans isn't out of here, but after this movie, he's 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 retired. He's retired in the Marvel comic universe, and he's retiring. Like he's taking a step back from the role, obviously. So he's not, not going to die. Him. But I agree with you. Like he's not going to be in any more shit. I think they're either going to have a new Captain America on some like corny shit. They're gonna oh they're gonna make uh I think they're they can't make Falcon or whatever like because that's that's super they can funny. but that'd be lame. And I, I don't think, think people would want. That I think character. they're gonna try to make him fill the role because in the new Marvel announced thing they're gonna have a Falcon in a whatever TV show mm-hmm. you know. So I think they're gonna have which that DC plat no that Disney platform looks stupid because they own everything so their shows look elite because mm-hmm. they own everything like what the fuck you get a Falcon show but anyways <laughs> and that looks crazy but um. I think they're going to try to take Fal- have Falcon take the Captain America spot, which is kind of corny, but I mean, like, you got to rock with something for now. Yes. They, they can figure out anything. I'd rather they just bring a whole new person. And, like, the funny <laughs> thing is, too, like, yeah, I know in the comics and Thor's everything, they here? had in the Civil War 2 or whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll talk on that in a sec. No, definitely not, especially after Ragnarok. There's no way they're going to get rid of Thor immediately. They're going to have another movie or two. But I they, think they, they had the Peter OG Parker. that comes back. They had Peter Parker being Captain America, at uh, like, in the future and things. Which would be cool, but also, like, it's definitely not going to happen now, especially when they just, like, brought that character to back to, like, I guess Disney's Marvel Comic Universe. They're definitely going to see, like, young Peter Parker play out and everything as Spider-Man and whatnot, so he's not going to be a Captain America. It's just cool to see all the possibilities that they can take this. Again, they might not even really do completely rid with Tony Stark, because if they decide to bring in, like, a Galactus or something, I don't know how they're going to beat it without, like, the Iron Man God armor type shit. I think um, I think they're going to bring that Chicago girl in eventually, especially with how they're trying to do the progressive shit and all that, you know? They're yeah. trying to pander a little bit, which is understandable. People are trying to, you know, change some. That's why they're pivoting to what very obviously looks like um, Black Panther being the new leader once Tony's out of here. You know, like, that very much seems like the direction they're going. So, <clears throat> I think they're going to bring in the newer Iron Man a f- years out, but not, like, soon. But years out, I think that's coming. Like, it's going to be, like, a surprise. You know, you're going to get, like, the corny little teaser. You know how they do, like, the five seconds? It's going to be five seconds. We're going to see, like, the little blue face, and it's going to be Tony. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fucking Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony speaking to someone Saying, like, her name Speaking or to, like, a little girl or just saying her name. That's it. You could already, bro, we could write for these niggas, bro, because you know that's exactly some Marvel shit they They're would do. They're not doing like some a, really groundbreaking no. stuff, though, on the writing They'll side. do, like, a five to ten second little clip like that. We, we already see you guys. Anyways... I think I think Thor is gonna be the only OG OG that sticks around as like an OG. He comes around sometimes, yeah. like whatever, whenever they need help, especially because he's now five. So they're gonna milk that for a couple music uh, movies. <laughs> um, Hulk, what do you think is gonna happen with him? You think he's just gonna like kind of OG as well? Like, he, he's gonna pull like the same. No, I think he's gonna pull the same like Chris Evans route in the movie type of 
he's just going to kind of fall into the background and retire in the universe into some desolate location and try and stay away from everything. Uh, like, first off, he doesn't even have his own solo movies, so That's you can't really true. expect him to be in, like, a lot. And, which I think they also missed, I, I think they may have missed their mark there. They should have had a Hulk solo movie or two. Do you think people would have wanted to see yes. a solo Hulk no, movie? No, yes. With Mark Ruffalo, yes. Mark Ruffalo changed that character. All the Hulk movies beforehand were cheek sauce. Cheek I know sauce. people loved him, but it's but, still the Hulk. Yeah, but bro, Mark Ruffalo made that a good character. That would have been a good niche movie. Like, kind of like a Shazam. Because Shazam was outstanding, but Shazam at the end of the day is a niche superhero. Like, Shazam isn't, it's doing well in the box office because people are happy to see superheroes. Because one which would be a great opportunity to put out a Hulk movie when people are just happy to see superheroes. So you're still going to get your money in the box office. But it's like, think about it. How many people do you know? You can name how many people you know in person. Actually, we have a lot of loser friends. But I'm saying that you can name that, that, that know... We're losers too, so that's not dissing anybody. But that know who Shazam is in the first place. You feel me? Like more people know at least who the whole. Okay, is. I, I get say, what you're saying. You know, There's definitely the money grab and everything like that. Come on. I'm just saying, if I had, if somebody tried to subjugate me to watching another solo Hulk movie, Bro. they couldn't do it. And don't get me wrong, I love both of these, but they made an Ant Man movie. You think they can't make a Hulk movie? Strong? All right. First off, I'll be the first to admit it, and I'm not too man to, to not admit it. My argument's invalid. Because they really did make an Ant-Man movie. Two of them. Two of them? Two of them. And they're both good. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Two of them? They Ant-Man? Can, they make an Am, two Ant-Man movies. We can't get a Mark Ruffalo I think I saw a, Hulk I think movie. I saw a Squirrel Girl movie in production. The minute they do that is the day that you really can convince me they might make a movie on anything. Bro, stop. That's what I'm saying. Superheroes are too valuable right now. But we're going too crazy on superheroes. We could really talk about superheroes for the next three hours, but we got to get y'all in some playoff stuff and then some Game of Thrones stuff. So I really forgot we had two topics. I know, right? Just I wanted to talk about superheroes for another fucking hour, <laughs> damn it. You know me. But Speaking it, of really superheroes. Really, you. You're the one that got me into the fucking animated films online. We won't even let people know about the secret sauce because they obviously do <laughs> they're, not they're know not ready for where those, the real man. shit is. Y'all just stop. Shouts anyway. out to the friends that do know if you're listening, Brandon. Bonia, you're out there. <laughs> yes, sir. All the homies. But um, playoffs. Um, talking about superheroes and people. Damian Lillard. The playoffs are going kind of exactly like predicted, except for OKC. OKC is a real sad right now. I'm coming out real sad. Russ had a Russ type block on Dame, which was fine to watch and exciting and electric. But at the end of the day, bro, like he's the, they're they're gonna get out of here in five. It looks. This like. is one of his worst shooting years. Twenty nine percent from three. His free throws are like 60-some percent. Like, it's kind of atrocious what he's doing right now. No, it looks like they really are about to get out of here in five, and this is a team that was supposed to win. Bro, I had them winning in seven. And at the same time, these have all been, like, pretty great fucking games. If you had a series for me to pick out of all of them this season, like, this playoffs uh, postseason so far, I would have said this is the series to watch. Even though it's three to one and you can't really tell from, like, I guess the game split, this has been a magnificent back and forth. The duel between Dame and... And Russ has been terrific. McCollum coming in with that work, too. Come on now. If you don't like this, you don't like NBA basketball. For sure. And it's funny, though, just on a little tangent, um, the Celtics pulled a sweep sweep. Like, we already knew that one was coming. I was about like, to say, did no, you expect no, no, Oladipo's no. not there? The Pacers really doing anything. The Bucks versus... Bro, one thing on Twitter, bro, really blew my mind yesterday. He told me that when, like, one, we're going to talk about James Harden, by the way, playing these, playing the fucking Jazz. And don't get me wrong, the Jazz's morale has to be low when their own coach doesn't even think they can win. You could see that in the interviews and shit. But it's like, J- 
James Harden's shot so fucking terribly. Y'all should have taken that game. That's trash that they didn't take that. Does game. it matter when you shoot that terribly but, and you still get sixteen free throws? But bro, what? He still got sixteen free throws. Like that's nuts. But like fucking um, the other thing is. Niggas were trying to tell me that Giannis shot kind of poorly. 5 for 13 versus 0 for fucking 14 at the time when I was looking at it. Because I was telling them Giannis is clearly the MVP. They're like, Giannis shot terribly. Their team still won too. And I'm like, bro, Giannis's Bucks are playing the Pistons. 5 for... I was still stuck on the fact... You said 5 for 13. Like, that's terrible. It's not the best, but, like, terrible? No, like, that's what I'm saying. What? Just because he's always high-yield, high-efficiency. Yeah. People thought the 5 for 13, like... What this, is that, like, 37, 40%? Bro, people are talking about it like this nigga was just... And he wasn't playing his best. Don't get me wrong. He didn't play the best. But they still won because it's the fucking Bucks, the number one seed in the East versus the Pistons, nigga. Bro, like, James Harden shot 15%. With a... <laughs> that's what I'm saying with like a free with a um just newly came back Blake Griffin that was supposed to miss the first series but had to come back because y'all niggas is ass like bro y'all can't compare that to the Jazz I'm sorry y'all can't compare that to the Jazz even when they aren't playing their best are we gonna talk on something because you really just mentioned it too is how many playoff series MVP. no fuck, fuck all that shit fuck the MVP talk and whatever like that's cool you know it's kind of sad because I feel like at some point they're gonna try and give uh Nah, Harden already got his. They're not going to try and keep cheesing that narrative. Bro, but at might, the same though. time, it's like, they have been doing a lot of two-time narratives recently. The only one that I felt like was well-deserved was the Steph. The True. first triple-double season, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Give give Russ his stuff. But to be honest, did he deserve that second one? Did he really? Nah. But no, nah, Russ is low-key been, um... He's low-key just been padding as of late. He's kind of like he's gotten he's gotten better though he's gotten less turnovers he's getting more assists and he's getting better play but I, these don't you know I'm not gonna say padding but like it's just like someone said something and I, this is someone that I never want to agree with ever in life because of the fact that he really just likes to spew bullshit from his mouth but he said something that I can speak on today this is an uh, I'll just say his name, Colin Coward. Anyways, um, <laughs> there are some sports analysts that you really just don't want to listen to. Colin Coward, it really isn't that bad, but he's bad. Like, the worst one is the fat black nigga. Like, I think Whitlock or whatever, he's fucking terrible. Like, you should never listen to Whitlock. That nigga is trash, trash. But anyways, Coward said something that really resonated with me. It's just like, Russ, you know, love him or hate him. Like, no matter how much you love him, he's really not a playoff player. And the reason he said that is because... Russ is used to his triple-double thing, which is cool, but he said that the playoffs are about adaptability, and at the end of the day, which is true about Russ, and it's starting to look scarier every season because they're paying him 40 M's every season. That's a big salary. It's like he's not... The playoffs are about adaptability in all players. All greats that have won in the playoffs have had to adapt somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, Russ plays the same way every game. He doesn't adapt, and he doesn't... He's kind of hard to coach because he is hard-headed, which I understand out of, you know, just love for the game, whatever. But at a point, like, the playoffs are a time where you're supposed to, like, if your pride has to go down, you have to switch up. Like, you've seen Kobe have to pass more in games. He wasn't doing that well. Mm -hmm. But he notices somebody else had the hot hand. But it's just like you're a smart basketball player, and you know how to adapt, and you know how to get the win. He's just not an adapter. Russ just knows how to go hard. He just knows. (laughs) He's literally 100 miles per hour all the time. That's it. That's Russell Westbrook. That's how he plays basketball. And that's not a playoff you know, that's not good for the playoffs because you got to adapt. Like, if you're not shooting well and Steven Adams' big body ass has to score 20 some games for us to win, then let him score 20. It's like, you know, let him score 25. The, what really blows me is the fact that 
I'll see, because at the end of the day, he's not just straight up, like, drive in, and I'm going to try and finish every time. I'm going to try and put up. If I don't get fouled, at least I'm going to, like, try and, like, score something. You know, like, he's really kicking it out on a lot of drives now. But at the same time, it's almost like he has the worst awareness for when he needs to be taking these, like, heat check shots off of, like, one make, you know? <laughs> he's taking heat checks without ever making one. That's what I don't understand. No, my nigga will be 0 for 11 from the 3. And then he'll see Dame pissed him off earlier in the game. So he'll walk up and shoot an almost half-court shot on Dame. And it might go in. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, uh, bro, you did not have to take that heat check it's shot like, when you have not made a three-pointer all game. Bro, sir, it looks like you're playing one-on-one at certain points. But that That's is, how he be looking, bro. That's a good description. Whoever he's playing against, it looks like he's playing one-on-one. Because at the end of the day, like, I love the competitive nature of him. And I think Dame's got that same competitive nature just in a more quiet, killer sense, even though you see him getting teed up at points. Because, but you'll see it come out in the right sense. Like, when he sees that he's getting double teamed damn near at the logo, like, half half court, he'll dish it off. He'll find opportunities for other people. And he'll, he'll create, uh, he'll create opportunities for his uh, teammates but when it's time for him to take over he's pulling those shots and pulling good shots like i really only see this man for the most part with good shot selection like even in the game they lost bro he went into the second half with four points and in the third quarter he scored 25 like dame is someone that he he dame and Kyrie are the two people in the nba who thrive off of clutch moments like they become different humans like they really transcend like transcend like i try to tell everybody this like playoff Kyrie's a different player than regular season Kyrie. apparently he has the highest uh win percentage of players in the playoffs right now with at least 50 plus games really yeah <laughs> bro like like Kyrie or damn Kyrie. Kyrie, bro because when i tell you dog it's like it's people keep saying like yeah Kyrie's doing straight blah blah i'm like no please watch these games playoff Kyrie is a different human being like, if he has a good cast around him or people that really want to win like he wants to win, I think he would win every season. Like, genuinely, he's one of those players that would win every season. Because he doesn't have, like, Steph moments. And you know I like Steph more as a point guard for the regular season. But when it comes to the... This is why Kyrie... He's, he's more of a killer, This though. is why Kyrie's right next to him in that point guard argument. It's because Steph... Steph will give you 10 threes in a row when they're up by 20. But for some reason, like, if it's a close game or if they're losing and struggling, it's, it's like it's, it's, a toss it's, up. it's a toss up for him. Like clutch moments aren't really his forte or even the playoffs really aren't his forte. But Kyrie can have shot, have shot 0 for 13 the whole game. As soon as it turns the fourth quarter and y'all are down by two, down by six, down by eight, Kyrie is just, he's, it's three threes in a row. It's like I'm scoring on anybody in front of me. I don't care what's going to happen. That I love watching killers play and he's a fucking killer. It's cool. Too, because I feel like now that we're in this narrative, I got to go ahead and like this discussion. Let's go ahead and give Dame his flowers. I want to say he's a top three point guard. I want to say besides Steph and Kyrie, who else is really in that conversation for top three point guards? No, I'm, I'm and you can take your time to think on that one because I know that might be a hot take. No, 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 no. I really don't even think it is. No, that's not even a hot take. You know why? Because I've been trying to tell niggas this about Dame for years. Only because of the fact that he got put in prison by Drew, which we will never forget. Drew put him and CJ in prison. But even then, bro, we use. Why do people look at that like a bad thing? No, like, no, no. no, I know, but I'm saying like, I've been trying to tell niggas that Dame is Drew's a top. Nice. Drew's the top defensive guard in the league. Trust me, I know he's nice. We're not gonna sit here and take away from Drew Holiday because we know how good of a player he is. He's the only person that's been snubbed of an All Star two years in a row because mm-hmm. he's deserved it both. But y'all niggas chose Jokic, like all these other. Let me stop. Like there's a lot of players that got chose before fucking <laughs> Drew Holiday. That shit is sad. But. Whew, Dame has been a top three point guard in the league for me 
for the last few years. Like, it's been very apparent. Like, point guard, just point guard, not just guard in general. Just point guard, pure point guard. Steph and Kyrie, that's it. Those are the only two people ahead of him. And really, in clutch moments, I'm taking Dame above um, Curry, and I'm taking Kyrie and Dame are kind of tied in clutch minutes minutes for me. Mm-hmm. They're like really in clutch minutes because Dame turns different. The thing he, is, he though, looks, he turns into a killer. No, Kyrie might be. I was a about to say because uh, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Dame. I just have to correct uh, false false comments when I see them because I'm not gonna lie. If you need a bucket, Kyrie's gonna give you a bucket ninety percent of the time. <laughs> and that's a tough number. You know what I'm saying? That man will give you, bro. I'm seeing him make shit that should not go in, For and sure. I'm seeing Dame do the same stuff, but as consistently, I don't think anyone's doing it. No, like no Kyrie. one's doing it like Kyrie. Let's be real. And the way he gets to the rim, bro, it's like. I've never seen somebody in the league, and Steph's right under him with getting to the rim, because Steph can get to the rim on mm-hmm. the, with the best of them. But the way this nigga Kyrie do it, it's like whenever he wants. It's like, oh, the the two biggest people in the game are under the rim. All right, cool. One, step, step, two. step. Both of y'all are gone. Um, barbecue chicken, and then <laughs> throw up the layup. Mm-hmm. Fade away shot. Like, he does this shit with ease. I don't understand it. But, um, so I guess... The Trailblazers are going through unless there's a miracle for OKC. And every other series is just going as we predicted. So there's no reason to really look at the fucking charts for that. The playoffs is just yeah. really... We'll just have to give it another week. Uh, by next week, it'll be more exciting to talk about the playoffs again. Because that'll be like next round starting for a lot of these, you know, games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll kind of get see a better area of where people are. See how a lot of these finished. I hope they're electric. <laughs> yeah, we just pretty much got to see the first round so. play out. Because now it's just let's get on to the second but but anyway spoiler yelling out spoiler i don't want anyone to be fucking annoying and say that i didn't spoiler we're being obnoxious game of thrones spoilers are following ladies and gentlemen all right we have not gotten into the segment of the podcast where we discuss all things game of thrones if you are not ready for what's about to proceed if you have not watched seasons one through eight don't waste your time listening now all right i'm gonna have to backpedal a couple opinions Right before, right. I'm just getting straight into it. I hated Sansa for literally seven seven seasons. Let's just say seven seasons straight. I've always thought she was a bitch. If she wasn't a bitch, I always thought she was lame. Just I really did not like this character. She had she had a couple elite moments in the last episode. She's like, redeemed herself. Like she's redeemed herself quick to me. Like quick. She's a she's a badass now. And the craziest thing is, just because she redeemed herself, I know she's probably out of here. And then let's go to. On the redeem factor, I've been roasting Theon's bitch ass for so long. This nigga was even called what was his freak? Reek. reek. Yeah, at a point, like come on now. But you know what? I'll give Theon his redemption. He came back just to get killed without getting the cheeks that he's looking for. So you know what, Theon's Theon. You know what? Let me give you. Let me give you a little bit of redemption. I saw. Okay, I saw. Oh, now that you said those exact two names together, I'm gonna go ahead and say something. You know how they like were showing moments Theon between different characters cheeks. with Sansa. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get. You don't think? I'm just. Yes. Of course he was trying to get Do you think cheese. they're going to make that happen? No. Bro. Obviously, he have a dick. obviously, he's missing his parts, but bro, what's his name doesn't have his oh, parts Grey either. Worm? And they're still trying to ship some shit there. Like, <laughs> you don't think they're. Do you think they're going to try and throw that in there for a moment? Because if they do, that's completely unneeded. Let Reek just die out. No offense. Yeah, let Reek go. Like, he's going to die out. They're going to have one of those scenes, bro, like in Naruto or in fucking Dragon Ball Z, like where someone is so brave, blah, 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 but they didn't stand a fucking chance. <laughs> they're about to have, you know exactly what moments I'm talking about, where someone stands on their own. They look like they're about to defend, and then the fucking like seller somebody flicks them or like slaps them. This man said he's going to defend the most important character in the show, and the Night King is going to come. 
coming directly for him, he's about to die in such a horrific manner. Like, I'm just, I'm, They're about oh to rip this nigga's head goodness. off. <laughs> Getting impaled, the little, little spear impaled straight through him. Oh, for sure. Straight it's through over. him, just the frosted look, wow, I'm dead. Yeah, that one's over. But, so those two, um, let me go ahead and say, um, I may be a part of, even though, no, 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 no. Um, I saw a lot of Gendry Hive tweets going off. I'm not going to talk about Gendry too much yet because he goes directly into the next thing I got to say. One of the next things I have to say. You don't have to really talk on this. Oh, for sure. And then at Torment Hive, though, you do have a new member. I'm definitely joining Torment Hive. I waited long enough. You weren't there? A lot of niggas, bro. Apparently, I'm the latest person to Torment Hive. Apparently, everybody's been a member of Torment Hive this whole time. And I'm just super late to How can you shit. not love him, man? I know. How can you not? I always thought he was straight. But I mean, like, bro, bro is funny. Bro is <laughs> funny, bro. Like, the person that, like, um, Brianna is clearly infatuated with Jamie a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, like, just get over that. That's true. And Jamie just gave her the highest honor by knighting her, blah, blah, like, whatever. He's still shooting. And then this nigga, this nigga fucking torment come out with the, bro, I sucked on a giant's titty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, game ridiculous. Game on 10,000. Bro, torment game's stupid, bro. He's got the best game I've ever seen in my life. So, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to give torment his fucking flowers. So, you know, torment hype, we join it. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm now rolling with the fucking, um, the theory that this war is about to get a lot of people out of here. Cause at first I thought like it was going to be like a decent amount of people, but I think really uh, the way they were setting this up, like the, the sex that was obviously had, like the lusty and like the looking, like the looking fond at certain people, like blah, blah. I feel like they're setting it up to kill off like 50% of the important characters, like 50 or more. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's about to be a bloodbath of important characters, like, gone. Yeah. Which makes me sad, but I think that's definitely coming. The, that's not even a reach. Let's be honest, it's Game of Thrones. Like, I know we're all uh, anticipating and hoping for a lot of shit, but if it's just a testament to how the show's gone in the past, don't get it too attached to anyone because your favorite character is liable to be out of here the next episode. And it's nice that they went ahead and did kind of do a recap with everybody these last two, like bringing them all together, reuniting, giving us good memories and good taste of everybody before like shit really pops off. I think that's to kind of give fans of whoever your favorite character might be a nice final taste of them because everybody's liable to get killed uh, except for John. They're about to red wedding this shit. I think John's the only one that at this point, there's no way he dies. See, I'm going to be real with you. John, I agree with you. John is the only one right now that I think has undeniable plot armor. Because even then, they could come with some weirdo way that Bran is like the sacrifice for the Night King. You know what I'm saying? Because I think Bran is a top plot mm-hmm. armor too. But I mean, like, even then, there's there. I could see a little window, but John, I don't even see a window. Especially how they're setting up the Aegon Targaryen stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like... They're the, setting up for like after. All yeah, of a sudden, the though. main thing I see is especially I don't want to be king. I don't want to be king. Danny's gonna the, die. The nigga that says I don't want to be king three hundred times is about to be king, bro. Be real with yourself. Of mm-hmm. course that's about to happen. The good guy that's the great leader with the Targaryen blood that just happened so happy can ride dragons and doesn't want to be king wants his. Come on, bro. Wait, really? You think he's gonna be it? <laughs> Whoa, that's a wild take. I've watched all these seasons to not even pick up on that once. Bro, you're getting the hottest takes over here. God on the damn, bro. <laughs> yo, 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 tune into the number one podcast because you're getting hot takes like this nowhere else. Content, nigga. But at no. the Offspace podcast on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, at the Offspace podcast on Instagram. We did add that Instagram, but anyways, back to Game of Thrones. Um, at the Offspace podcast, but anyways. They're clearly doing the 
y'all niggas have loved Danny for seven seasons. Everybody on the planet, females included, have wanted to fuck her. Y'all think she's great. So um, they slowly built up the mega bitch in her last season. So they're kind of adding the uh, disliking aspects. I think they're setting up her to go mad and kill her off. The, the mad is, queen type. Did they shit. set up mega bitch last season? Because I think they were just trying to make her more of like a tough character. Like they were just reinforcing the tough, like can't be blind, gotta be like strong will type thing. But it's only now that this season that I'm seeing like she might be power hungry type. I really might have missed it completely. And you can I call saw me a couple cool, power hungry but... moments at the end of last season. Bro, she hit the. But now though, it's OD. Like it's, she hit making... the. Oh, wouldn't that be convenient that you haven't be Aegon Targaryen? Bro, they're making it, bro. They're making it so that the, you notice, though, they're kind of giving her moments of like dislike this character, right? They're getting it set up for the kill, I think, for sure. And the Mad Queen thing just makes too much sense because she seems like she's going power hungry, which goes into the Mad Queen and the Mad King, like whatever. But it's going to be sad when John has to kill her or when Jamie kills her. First off, John, that'll never shit. happen. You think Jamie's going to kill her on some poetry? No, shit? I don't think Jamie's going to kill her. I don't think John's going to kill her. Jamie's going to kill Cersei. The Ice King or one of his goons is gonna come run up and kill Danny. No, she's gonna be on the dragon and trying to do, take shit out. And then midair, John and her riding the dragon. I already got the scene made in my head. You know, saying spear to the head or whatever the fuck. You know, she gets sniped, she gets shot down. And then and John she, hits she's like, like a fucking all my no. And then on the rampage, you know, what I'm saying. And then it's straight up. He flies straight to him in the final battle. Oh, it's on sight. Once his queen. It's on done. sight, dude. This nigga really was trying to give the throne up to his queen too. He knows it's his. He's just like, no, baby, bro. The crazy. He's like, thing... look, I know who I am, but I don't even want it. Dude, the like, fun, one of the funniest things I was I was seeing though on tweets wise about bro. One thing I got to tell you is next week you got spoilers. No, no, no. You got to watch and tweet with the TL, bro. I, this is the first time that I was with it. And it low-key is more fun. It's like the family experience with the TL, bro. I'm, I'm being real with you, bro. Low-key. I get that, I and I it. want to. But at the same time, I'm doing, I'm tuned in. No, I'm, la- I'm laser-focused oh, for sure, when I watch sure. it. Like, I can't really be talking like that. I can't be doing too much. No, I was, I was super-focused as well. But I knew certain moments. Like, there were certain moments that... Like, bro, like, when the Arya shit was happening, I had to start tweeting. That shit grossed me out. That shit grossed me out. I had to get out of there. I couldn't watch it. I was like, out of here. Out of here. Like, okay, obviously... No, bro, from every point, stat, and way to look at it, it's not gross. Because obviously she's grown up. She's probably 17, 18. No, she's like 20. No, in, in the show... Oh, in the show, I'm saying she's like 17, 18. Like fucking back in those times, women were getting fucked and impregnated the second they were of age. So period. So 12, 13. Trust me, I get it. From all statistical standpoints, it makes sense. But my head watching these eight seasons, Arya has been the most badass 12-year-old ever. For some reason, she just stayed as like a 12-year-old. So seeing her instantly hit the... I just want to know how it feels like, nigga. Bro, <laughs> she said, "What's your body count, nigga?" Bro, somebody on Twitter says she flirts like women from the Bronx. No, bro, she really did. <laughs> no, that's fucking hilarious. I was like, she really knew what she wanted and she went Yo. for it. And don't get me wrong, that shit be turning me on when it comes to like women that I think are uh, like not twelve. So obviously, people <laughs> that I I find attractive, you know, yeah. of age, older women, but. Fucking, um, so I love, like, the demanded, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my dick. You know what I'm mean? like, like, women that really just know it's theirs. I'm like, all right, cool. But, nigga, Arya in my head has been a 12-year-old, bro. And I know I need to get over that, but that shit spooked me. Got- Even though that nigga Gendry, though, he really did stay, stay tuned for the real niggas and hit the three. 
he hit the old reliable three. Because when I didn't want to think about the body count shit, I always said three or five. Bro, first off, as soon as the question was posed, you could already tell, like, everybody else, he's dialing in his head, what can I say, what can I say, what can I say? <laughs> One, two, no, seven's too much. Oh. <laughs> like, I didn't know, like, this man was doing the math. All right, let's go safe and sound. We did three. Nah, he hit three quick on some old reliable shit. But um, shouts out to my nigga Gendry. Even though I think it's gross, it still was... It's understandable, so I can't get mad at it. You oh, feel me? I liked that little gathering scene that they had with all everybody. Like It wasn't like all the S-tier, like super important characters. They're all important, but they're like AT characters. A, you know, with the Brienne, the Jamie. The, oh, I love that gathering you know. too, for sure. Especially how, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Wait, why? Know? What are they making out Broderick to be now? Podrick? I or know, whatever. right? They're making him out to be some like budding bat, like budding badass, like, like bro. <laughs> my ladies' mansion. My heart has not smiled more than when Brienne smiled, bro. I'm not uh, gonna yeah, lie to you. That that was, that, that was a real ear to ear, like real joy and happiness smile. I look, I, I started like, clapping with bro. Them. I was sitting there a tear, a real nigga tear, man. Hey, let's though. give it up one time on the podcast for Sir Brienne Tarthor. Oh no, the knight. Brienne the knight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Gonna be leading her battalion. But um, so that shit was fire. Um, I'm just sure they're dead too. Aya, Aya, sorry, had two top five Arya moments though in that episode like she really she really a badass she really a badass that's why we really had to overlook that one scene but like the fucking like <laughs> the Gendry like the weapon when she has oh, the, no. she said dink 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 like go make my fucking weapon nigga <laughs> she knew she was about to throw the pussy too though you can tell <laughs> the way she was talking to that nigga she knew greasy. she was about to throw the pussy for sure the Bronx women bro like <laughs> Bro, badass with everything. At the end of the day, though, he peeped the game. He was like, ooh, so she actually knows how to fight. Oh, she's actually a killer. All right. He's like, Definitely, I'm going to make the time to make her a weapon. And then um, when she just looked at those niggas with the LeBron turning back and looking at Curry face with the fucking hound and the other nigga that was trying she to... She said, I'm not going to spend my last moments with you miserable shits, bro. And they really just chalked it up like, she's not wrong. It's started drinking with each other. Yo, that was the most pathetic shit I've ever seen in my life. They were like, hey, you're right, though. <laughs> No, nah, for sure. But I mean, all in all, the episode was a good episode to me, but just like the previous episode, and I, I appreciate and love the setup, don't get me wrong, but it's like two episodes of setup, so 33% of the season, you know? 33%, no, 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 yeah, two out of six. To say 30, 25 because uh, it's, the later ones are longer. The later ones are longer, so we could knock it down to like a 30 or 25%, but still like that portion of a short season being on setup kind of is weird to me because of all the stuff that has to happen during the war and afterwards because still a lot of stuff has to happen afterwards i am starting to gain faith that they will do this right yeah but it's hard for me to envision dude how to do it right. all the characters are in the same place that are needed besides obviously like cersei, cersei and her gang you're but running all them let's imagine the war takes up two episodes that's a long fucking time for this war and all everything for that to play out. So two episodes and it's finally done. And then you got two more to deal with Cersei's bitch ass and everything. And then become king or no, queen and like... But, but by then, it's not even like king or queen and you deal with the fallout of all these other things. Any opposition and like problems that there's going to be with the throne are going to get s settled, A, with like the c other contenders 
in the War with the Night King, or again with Cersei's shit when that's dealt with in about an episode. You know what I mean? That's not something that's really gonna take too much time to sort. And then after then, it's just like I don't. I think it's gonna play into the last episode, but I think like half the last half is going to see the aftermath of everything. I gotta see the aftermath. That's all I hope they don't rob me of. You don't think it's just I like just a, want, all said and I, done? Bro, like, I want the aftermath with all my heart, bro. Because I want whoever's still alive, like still happy you know the memory of the past people you know i need the aftermath scene i'm a sucker for those like shows that rob me of the aftermath scene i feel like i wasted my time sometimes and game of thrones is a fire show so i'm not gonna feel like i wasted my time but i need the aftermath scene niggas if y'all are listening i need that i need that like Like the last back in time or something like core this just for chico they need that nigga like the last harry potter movie when you came down and you saw them with their kids you know like sending them off bro i need at least a moment bro like at least a fucking moment you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I get that. Nah, I'm with you on the same note. So it's gonna be interesting to see. But actually, I'm kind of pissed at myself. Why? I just predicted how the show is about to end. Jesse <laughs> goes like nah. to a T. He's like, I already know now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why I hate you, nigga. You always you figure. You predict some shit, and it becomes fact to you. Like, you truly believe that there's no other way it can play out. Like, this <laughs> logically what makes the most sense. Bro, fuck you, nigga. But anyways, <laughs> if you don't have anything more to say on Game of Thrones, we could probably go on for a while, but we haven't been going a minute. Nah, uh, I think all's pretty much wrapped up. There's nothing else really to say. It's gonna be just cool to seeing how everything does play out. So, I mean, we will be excited to see how all these things play out, but until next time... With all love going out, RIP to everybody that's passed this week and these events we've talked about. Much love to everybody that listens to our podcast. No matter what medium, you already know we're on all major platforms. So tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next week, then, my name is Chuka. My name is Ezigo. And this this is is the Off Space. Space.